Thank you for listening to our Emmanuel Baptist Church podcast sermon series by Pastor Sean Cole. Emmanuel exists to display God's glory, declare God's gospel, and to disciple for God's great commission. If you have any questions about this message or would like more information about our church, you can visit our website at www.ebc-online.org. Now here's Pastor Sean. Slides up just a little bit. That way I can see what I'm reading. So over the past four weeks as a church family, we have been celebrating Advent with the lighting of the Advent candles. And there's nothing in the Bible that tells us that we have to light candles. And there's nothing in the Bible that tells us to celebrate Advent. But it's just a way to kind of get our hearts and our minds ready for the coming of Christ. And so tonight, what I want us to do is we get prepared to light the final candle, the Christ candle. I want us just to quietly reflect upon the glories of Christ as our Savior and Lord this evening together. So I just want to remind us of what these candles stand for. So the first candle that we lit is the hope candle. And so this is also sometimes called the prophecy candle. And it's the first candle that we light because it reminds us of the promises that God made in the Old Testament to bring Jesus. And I don't know if you know this, but the very first promise that God made that he was going to send a Savior was all the way back in Genesis chapter 3, right after Adam and Eve sinned. And, and God pronounces a curse upon Satan, upon the serpent. And God says to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. This is a prophecy about Jesus coming as the Messiah to crush Satan. And it's on the third page of the Bible when you open it up to Genesis chapter 3. And the rest of the Old Testament is this story of how this Messiah would come from the seed of a woman and eventually crush Satan by dying on the cross. And there's a lot of Old Testament passages that point to Jesus. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and he shall call his name Emmanuel. We sang it earlier, Emmanuel, God with us. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. And so the prophecy is of Jesus coming as the light. And so the reason why it's the hope candle is because Jesus gives hope to those who are walking in spiritual darkness. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You know, one of the wonderful truths about Christmas is that you can count on God to keep His promises. And you can have hope that God is a faithful God. When God is faithful to us in the past, we can count on the fact that He's going to be faithful to us in the future. And we use that word hope a lot, don't we? I hope. And oftentimes, sometimes people like they hope, they cross their fingers. I hope. I hope 2023 is a better year than 2022. 
I hope the Broncos get their act together. Can I get an amen in the house? Some of you may say, I hope I graduate from high school. Some of you may say, well, I hope I get a raise. I hope I have a good Christmas. I hope, I hope, I hope. And there's nothing wrong with hoping and having those types of hopes and dreams. But we need to remember who it is that gives us that hope. It's only found in Jesus. And Jesus will never let you down. I want you to think about that. Jesus will never let you down. There's a lot of people that will let you down. There's a lot of situations that will let you down. Your job will let you down. Your spouse will let you down. Your children will let you down. Everybody on this earth who's a fallen, sinful human being will let you down. But Jesus is the only one that will never let you down. And that gives us great hope to know that He is in control of our lives. Romans chapter 5, verse 2, through Him, that's Jesus, we've also obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So the first candle is the hope candle that we can have hope that God is faithful to never let us down. The second candle that we lit is the love candle. It represents Christ's love for us. It's oftentimes called the Bethlehem candle. And as you go back to the Gospel of Luke, you find out what Luke says about Jesus coming in Luke chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. I don't know if you know what the name Bethlehem means. The word Bethlehem means house of bread. It's interesting that Jesus was born in a town called House of Bread because Jesus is the bread of life that gives us our spiritual sustenance. And so when we think about Jesus' love, here's what's so important about the love of Jesus, especially at Christmas time. Jesus gives love to those who deserve punishment. Every single one of us are born deserving God's punishment. That's not a message a lot of people like to hear. It's not a message a lot of churches don't preach. But the Bible is very clear that every single one of us deserve God's punishment because of our sin. But one of my favorite passages of Scripture of all times is Romans chapter 5, verse 8. God shows His love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus didn't wait for you to get your act together before He came and died. He died while we were still sinners, while we deserved punishment, while we deserved hell. Jesus came and died for us to show us that tremendous love so that we could have a relationship with God. And so the only way anybody here tonight can escape that punishment, that justice that we all deserve because of our sin, is to trust in Jesus and to believe that his love was demonstrated when he died on that cross for our sins which leads to the third candle so the first candle is hope we have hope because god's in control 
He never lets us down. The second candle is love. Jesus loves us. He proved it by dying on the cross. But the third candle is joy. The joy candle. Now let's continue reading in Luke's gospel. In that same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. The shepherds hear the announcement of the angels. Great joy. In the original language, it's the word mega. Mega joy. The, the, the shepherds were mega afraid, and the angels came and said, I'm coming to bring you mega joy. So why can we have joy this Christmas? Jesus gives joy to those who are holding on to bitterness. Have you ever thought what the opposite of joy is? The opposite of joy is bitterness, resentment. And there may be some of you here tonight that have some bitterness in your heart. You have some unforgiveness. You have some, res- you have some resentment. And you don't have the joy of the Lord as your strength. Listen to this promise from Jesus in John 15, 11. These things, this is Jesus speaking, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Now what is joy? Let me give you Pastor Sean's best definition. Okay, it's my best definition of joy. It's not inspired. You don't have to write it down, but here's my best attempt. Joy is a deep-seated, I mean deep-seated, deep down in your heart, sense of contentment and peace, regardless of circumstances, where you're absolutely trusting in God's sovereignty to be good to you no matter what. It doesn't matter about your circumstances. You can be going through the worst of times and still have joy. And it's deep-seated. It's something that God puts in your heart. It's not something you can produce. It's something only God can give you. And it's this joy, this peace, this contentment that trusts in the promises of God. And so if you're here tonight and you're holding on to bitterness, and you're holding on to unforgiveness, and and you're holding on to resentment in your heart, you need the joy of the Lord. And you can't produce it, but you can give it up to Him. So what better time than on Christmas Eve just to go to the Lord and say, you know what, I need to give up my bitterness. I need to give up my resentment. I need to give up my, unfor- my unforgiveness. And Lord, I'm giving it to you. I want that joy. I want the joy of the Lord as my strength. I want that deep-seated sense of joy that only God can give me. And that can only be found in Jesus who gives you joy. So we have hope that God is in control. We've got love that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We've got joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. But the fourth candle is peace. Peace. We can experience the peace of Christ. This is often called the angel's candle because it reminds us again of what the angels declared to the shepherds. Let's continue reading in Luke chapter 2. Suddenly there was with the, the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. Peace among those with whom he's well pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has made known to us. 
And they went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told us. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Now what's this peace that the angels are announcing? Is this like an end of war? No, there's always going to be war until Jesus comes back. What kind of peace is this? You know, there's three types of peace that the Bible talks about. There's peace with God. That means that you are in a right relationship with God. There's the peace of God, which is that internal feeling of knowing everything's going to be okay because he's sovereign. And there's peace with each other. It's a relational peace. But the first type of peace you need is peace with God. Ephesians 2, 13 and 14 says, Now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace. Again, if you're far off from Christ, if you're separated from Christ because of your sin, you're not at peace with God, you're at war with God, and you need the peace of God to bring you into that relationship. And that only comes through the blood of Christ. It only comes through a relationship with Jesus. So that's the peace of God. But there's peace, and that's the peace with God. There's the peace of God. The peace of God is this. Jesus gives peace to those overwhelmed with anxiety. Please don't raise your hand, but how many of you are anxious this time of year? You're anxious. How many being kind of this has been a kind of a stressful week, hasn't it? Some of you are like, this is the first time I've gotten out of the house because I've I've actually can get out. I gotta go somewhere. I might as well go to church. You may be overwhelmed here tonight with anxiety. Maybe you're worried, maybe you're troubled. You know, Christmas can be a very stressful, anxious weighty time in a lot of people's lives and you could come into this place with just a lot of anxiety a lot of stress your stress levels way up to here listen to the words of of jesus 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 says in john 14 27 peace i leave with you my peace i give to you not as the world gives do i give to you let not your hearts be troubled neither let them be afraid jesus gives us peace the kind that the world can't give us And then Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So Jesus gives hope to those that are walking in darkness to know that God is in control. Jesus gives love to those who are separated from him that are his enemies that need to be brought into a right relationship, and it's only through his cross. Jesus brings joy to those who may be holding on to bitterness, and Jesus gives peace to those who are overwhelmed with anxiety. So would the hope of Christ, the love of Christ, the joy of Christ, and the peace of Christ be yours this evening. And now we come to the ultimate candle. Who's the source of all these things? Why can we have hope? Why can we have love? Why can we have joy? Why can we have peace? Because of Christ. And so we come to what's called the Christ candle. The candle that we light on Christmas Eve. And it's white, 
because it represents the purity of Christ. He's the sinless, spotless Lamb of God who never wants sin. He is our perfect Savior. He's holy. He is our King. Matthew 1, 21-23 She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. So, if you need hope tonight, Jesus is your answer. If you need love tonight, Jesus is your answer. If you need joy tonight, Jesus is your answer. And if you need peace tonight, Jesus is your answer. He is the light of the world. And so, as we light the Christ candle, let me just read two passages of Scripture that speak about Jesus being our light. One from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Jesus is our light. Jesus is our salvation. And then listen to the words that Jesus himself said. Jesus said in John 8, 12, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The light of life from the light of the world. So as we light the Christ candle this evening on this Christmas Eve, Let us praise Jesus that He is our Savior. He is our Lord. He is our King. He was born in Bethlehem. He died on the cross. He rose again. And He is coming back soon. Let me ask you to bow your heads this evening. Maybe you're here tonight and you've never trusted in Jesus alone to be your Lord and Savior. Maybe you you don't have joy. You don't have peace. You don't know what this love is about and you don't have any hope at all. And maybe you walked into this place tonight because you were invited by a friend or a family member and maybe you've never, maybe ever been in a church, but, but you're here tonight and God has a plan for you to be here. And maybe for the very first time in your heart of hearts, God is is convicting you that you need Jesus, that you need that hope, you need that love, you need that joy, and you need that peace, and it's only found in Jesus. My prayer for you is that you would call out to him, you would cry out to Jesus, you would ask him to forgive you, you, you'd trust in him, you, you'd place all your faith in Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Father, we come before you tonight, and we thank you for sending Jesus to be our Savior, the light of the world. Jesus, we're thankful that you came to give us hope because, Lord, we live in a world that's pretty hopeless right now. But we know that with you there is hope. Lord, we thank you that you came to give us 
Amazing love. Showing your love for us by dying on the cross for our sins. Jesus, we thank you for coming to give us joy. A deep-seated sense of contentment and, and satisfaction in you regardless of our circumstances. And Jesus, thank you that you came to give us peace. Peace with God of having our sins forgiven and, and the peace of God deep in our hearts to give us the peace that passes understanding. So Lord, thank you for all that you've come to bring us. On this night, this Christmas Eve 2022, we honor you, we worship you, we adore you, we put our trust and our hope in you. You are our Lord, you are our Savior. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's in Jesus' name that we pray these things. Amen.